back on the island, back on Wake the Fake Up. Here we go, everybody. It's go time. So I'm joined by a gentleman that I have a lot of respect for, a gentleman that has put in blood, sweat, and tears. He is the face of, the owner, the foundation of Kauai Pharmacy. And right now we're broadcasting in the jungles of the island right now. And we met back, I think it was late 2017 or early 2018. A friend of mine introduced us to, we have some mutual friends here, obviously my cousin Avo. And we did a couple of you know, 10 minute videos. I was in overalls. I don't know if you remember it. It was interesting. I, I watched it the other day and I was like, wow, that was an epic video. And we were talking about soil science. We we're talking about herbology, connection, spirit, way beyond just the nutritive components of herbs and spices and fruits and all the plant material, but actually the connection. So I have the one and only Doug from Kauai Pharmacy joining me. And we're going to dro drop into all those things. How are you, brother? Good, Shereen. How are you? I'm amazing. He, we got through it. Tell me, you know, you've you've come quite a long way over the last few years in your own, I would say, in your own consciousness. And I've seen you evolve from a distance. And being around you lately, I can feel that there's, you know, quite a bit of, you know, changing and evolution that's happening within you. I'd love to just jump right into there, and then we can get into all the other things. What What have you been up to? What's going on? Well, um, just to give everyone some idea of, of my life, I have three children and a beautiful wife. Um, and yeah, my, my wife and I are certainly the face of Kauai Pharmacy. We've been uh, founded it about 11 years ago. And even before that, we moved to the island 15 years ago and started a noni leaf uh, tea business. So we um, learned about the noni leaf and uh, that's what we have here is the noni leaf. And this um, beautiful leaf is uh, is something we used for circulation, and uh, we have it in our teas. And I used to actually stick it in my back, uh, in my belt buckle, for um, kind of taking out toxins and, yep. and sweating out toxins. It's an amazing, and this grows everywhere, all over the island in the jungle. It survives, and it was kind of the one of the first plants that we found, and it was kind of like wow, medicine, you know, real, real medicine. I I had never been exposed to something so potent, um, so clean, and so vibrational. And so that was my first entree and kind of lesson into plant medicine. And my wife and I kind of ran with it. Um, her name is Jenna. And Jenna uh, was actually going to be joining us today. But unfortunately, she couldn't clone herself. Yeah. She'll be coming on next time. She's a lovely, powerful force. And I yeah. really enjoy her company. Yeah, she's with the kids today. Um, so in any case, um, yes, yeah, so we start with the no relief. And then um, slowly but surely, we were introduced to turmeric um, and Tulsi basil, learning the powers of, you know, the cleansing of the turmeric and the immune system boosting um, and just how critical it is to have in your lifestyle every day. Uh, and then moved into uh, Tulsi uh, holy basil with its uh, potent calming and uh, awakening and, and awareness attributes that they refer to as the elix elixir of life was the first plant that we planted once we got the farm. So you were introduced um, to these when you got here and that, and then you were just like, wow, like this opened up like the portal of perception of like what the possibilities were in the plant world. Yeah. So for me, I was, you know, I, I had been in uh, private equity real estate in my twenties. And when I moved to Kauai, I thought it was like, well, I'm going to surf and do acupuncture and get massage and, and live happily ever after. And it wasn't so simple. Um, you know, I was still addicted to, kind of a, a westernized fish sandwich, french fry diet. And it was, you know, tough for me to surf and not hurt my back and my neck. And I was in my mid thirties, still flexing in the mirror, you know, at the time. And 
thinking that I was someone I wasn't. And mm. um, so the evolution's been one that, you know, it hasn't been pretty, I'll be totally honest. Sure, it, it's not supposed to be. Yeah, it's it's hard, you know, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. Um, but I've also, you know, with the planet kind of waking up, I've also, and my family has done a lot of awakening, not just in the physical space. So when I moved to Kauai, I was 40 pounds heavier. And that was my first evolution because that's what I was taught was all about the physical realm. And now um, over the last few years, um, we've ventured into, you know, obviously more into with, with the planet, the spiritual um, and mental kind of awakening. And, and that's kind of what's happening now is on the farm, our team is awakening our, you know, we have a team of herbalists and alchemists, um, gardeners, and and I wrote a book on economics in my twenties um, and, and early thirties, and the, the the farm systems that we have in place is really an economic force, right? Um, for the new age, it's super, it's avant garde as far as what is to come. I think across the planet, which is us growing our own medicine, having the ability to to really know what's in um, in our food and in our medicine and kind of blending the two and appreciating um, the potential of the plants to heal us and to create awareness. Do you feel like you're learning something new almost every day? And do you have these aha moments that it's like, wow, this is actually real. These things, these forces are coming together and it's creating such an effect on the physical, emotional, spiritual, and and the the divine starts to kick in in those moments because I have that in my gardens. I have that when I come here and I'm and I'm farming here. I have that when I'm in my lab playing with compounds and nutrients. I have that when I'm dealing with you know entheogenic compounds, all of those things. The communication that is out there that a lot of people are just missing. Do you do you feel that intrinsically? Yes, uh, <laughs> I do. Yeah. Um, for me, the you know, this has been a year of humility and, um, learning, uh, you know, the, the benefits of that, um, and, and how empowering it can be. So, um, with that, you know, the aha moment has really become, you know, going, going within and, and learning, you know, how to the breath work and, and trust. Um, and as those things kind of come through all these skills that I, you know, believe in myself with, um, and for can come through and not trying to, you know, control it with my, with my mind all the time. So that's kind of been a huge, um, under, undertaking for me this year and, and a big aha of, of letting go. Cause I came in, you know, I was franchising Kauai pharmacy before I put a plant in the ground. You sure. know, it was like, Oh, we're going to have tea cafes and healing centers all over the Island. And now I've kind of like, I feel like we're closer. You got to a that. mosquito on your forehead. Whack it. There you go. We're we're closer to that reality. At the same time, I've totally let go of my expectation of of it. So yep. that's the aha moment for me, as well as with the farm of of. And we just spoke about this before we got on, which yep. is the idea of, um, you know, really trying to be present with the plants and be present with with the relationships that are on the farm and come to the farm every day. Um, we have, like I mentioned, gardeners, alchemists, and educators, and and people doing fulfillment, and and those characters and lifestyles that come really and and also tend to the plants really being present with that operation and seeing all it can be every day um grounding in with with the foundation that we've built over 10 12 years on the farm um but then also allowing it to 
to be creative as well. And the aha moment, um, a lot of times comes with just letting, letting it all just go and, yeah. and not letting not, it, letting it flow, letting right? It as, flow. Yeah. As not opposed worry. To trying to control every, yeah. every little thing without the worry too. You know, that's a lot of times I've had to, um, learn the highway hard way and still learning, you know, of just, it seems to all work out, you know, does the garden give you that reflection where as opposed to trying to dominate the garden dominate this is how it's supposed to grow this is where it's supposed to be this is what makes the most sense on a linear level but does it also give you that kind of that that divine reflection about how you're approaching life yeah i mean i can remember nights i mean even now we have you know pigs coming to the farm and and just wrecking and just you know what is what does it mean and the, you know initially it's like oh let's go get someone to hunt them and let's trap them and now we're building fences and we're also looking at ourselves and seeing what what that means that we're bringing in pigs and and why they're coming after us and you know what it's telling us so um yeah that that sense of of reflection with the plants and the gardens and obviously we have the kind soil so the pigs are after you know the life the 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 life the mana the energy the, the life force right in the soil so yeah. that's that they're telling us and and what is their job what do they do they till you know, yeah. they basically till. So how can we work with them, you know, instead of just getting all angry at them? Yeah, um, for being and, what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, and, and really, <laughs> and they're again, reflecting our own anger once again. So yeah. the more we can, you know, drop in and and be at peace with what is. Yeah. Um, the And again, the plants are constantly reflecting us, the operations constantly reflecting who we are. So yeah, we're surrounded by these medicine gardens and staying in balance with them. So it's also this projection of this idea of, you know, what's the vision for the farm? And it's like, okay, the vision, well, is it going to be a 10 year vision, 100 year vision, 250 year vision? And the plants are very much like surrender to that timing, please. Interesting. Um, that is just ridiculous to think you can control. The plants have literally put us, you know, in, in some ways, like given us all the freedoms in the world. And then also like really held us tight and close and and corralled us to say you know don't have any expectation as to the timing of of your expansion just keep expanding right you know but don't worry about when right um and that's because so it keeps it, you in check it keeps totally, you in check yeah the foundation is is a blessing you know for sure because so often we think of expansion as so into the external right right our, our expansion is all about the physical and the external right and the plants really teach us that we have to go internal first and then um and then the external will happen um you know symbiotically be being a father and raising your children in this environment how, how has that been? I, you know, I, I reflect on it. And I'm like, okay, if I have kids one day, I definitely don't want to have it on the mainland. I don't want to be in some material matrix, even if I'm got the biggest house on top of the hill or whatever, it doesn't make any difference. I want to be on the land. I want them to have their feet in the earth. I want a little bit of like a Waldorf energy in terms of, you know, their imagination and their ability to put their hands to good use and develop those faculties that a lot of kids are missing right now. But you, your children were raised in this reality were they not they were and um, did they come there kicking and screaming did you have them there i don't know the the all the the ages and all that stuff i i'm just trying to get some clarity what was that like from as a father because i'm sure there's pros and cons and there's some difficulties there um and then also if you can experience it through the lens of your children yeah that's a tough one 
um, I can't imagine that I can experience the lens of my children, um, mm -hmm. first of all. But I, that's probably my, you know, most humbling uh, question I could be asked, honestly. Uh, oh, um, wow. So, yeah, we came with, with, beautiful ideals and um I, jenna and i you know one of the things that kind of pushed us into the space was the idea that we could raise our children in a yes environment um and that was like the thing that kind of pushed us into the farm and and kind of stewarding this as our lifestyle and as we um went into this direction the the yeses became very real um but then as they got older and they got more exposure so just actually not to go too fast in this um two girls they're now nine and eleven um beautiful and and my oldest is 15 he's a boy and um they've certainly been our biggest you know teachers um and we did farm to table you know we grew as we developed more of a local diet um our children also um also ate local and that happened for many years um so on the farm, it took us several years to kind of adapt and learn and kind of about a local diet. So ulu and breadfruit, um, same plant. Main, um, main constants, yeah, high main, caloric foods, things yeah. that are versatile. Yeah, so yeah. sweet potatoes. Um, and at one point, I remember like at the peak of that all 100% kawaii diet, I mean, it was literally like three meals a day, breadfruit. We were doing, you know, breadfruit <laughs> waffles in the morning bread food um with guac like guac and toast for lunch i think that's what we ate this rise isn't then, that right keon we had ulu pancakes those were phenomenal yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but you were that you were eating that breakfast three, three meals a day and then wow. bread fruit like dinner would be we also cassava and taro kalo taro and um and then for dinner we'd have like bread fruit pizza with like cashew cheese or whatever mac nut cheese yeah well, that's what we grew into and it was a beautiful time um but it was also a lot of work and it was very, um, you know, hands on secular too. Like sure. there wasn't the, you know, community atmosphere that would be ideal, honestly, and uncles and aunties helping raise the children. And, you know, there was this, this ideal, um, food, but the community, um, wasn't, wasn't upon us. And, you know, my parents aren't around They're They're on the mainland and Jenna's parents as well. So we didn't have that support. So yeah, there was a lot we were holding down and, and the schools were, were unique and we were homeschooling at the beginning. And then as they started to get involved in some outside schooling, um, that was also an interesting space because they now were getting exposure. Sure. And, and seeing what else was out there and what, yeah. how other people were living. That's right. And as that happened, um, the truth is it was kind of a time bomb yeah. um, at that moment. Um, Did it start with your oldest? It started with my oldest, yeah. Yeah, and your oldest yeah. is your son? Halloween 2017. Oh, wow. Honest. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it was like, it's been wild to, you know. Like, what was it? Like, one day came home and it's like, look, I want to I want a jet ski. He had a buddy that he was surfing with, and and that, guy, that kid was, you know, was eating candy and kind of living you know eating more costco and yeah um on the internet and social media yeah yeah, yeah. more video watching games, movies yeah. video games yeah. all that kind of stuff well, and then as he went to school realizing that you know he was kind of not in the know that was awkward and we weren't you know said no through the lens like i wasn't a witness to that and i i could not appreciate what he was going through um you know if we were on a waldorf campus i think it would have been a lot different sure um and he could have 
kind of ventured in that space for longer. Yeah. But um, the truth is, you know, he had more exposure earlier. And as that rolled out, he began to bring stuff back onto the, onto the land, onto the farm, sneak stuff. And that was like, whoa, that was the first beginning of like, do we trust? Does he trust us? You know, it's his life and what age how do you find, how do you find balance as parents and what's your communication at that point you just hey look, let's just be front and center let's be honest about this let's put it all on the table and discuss this right ideally yeah 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 ideally ideally yeah and and you know but you know it was a, we had a we had our identity kind of tapped into the space too sure. so now it was really hard to let go of that identity and yeah it's still been a struggle especially with technology and um really learning how to you know embrace it all and trust yep. that the foundation that we built would would win and whatever that means win just yeah. just they would be living their best life and their version balance of, autonomous yeah. they right. can make the right decisions i think it's it, it reminds me of the catholic schoolgirl syndrome right where you know she's th this is obviously a metaphor but suppressed 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 and through that suppression, they, regardless of what's right or wrong, they just want to do the opposite. Yeah, the right? rebellion is rebellion. Yeah, you call in. So, so that's evolved, and um, they're beautiful children, um, ro rolling out all their, you know, rebellion as well as their, um, you know, the things that they're in alignment with. But it's thrown us into a new, you know, trying to find an, a new paradigm of balance, you know, right. because we had this perfect four-acre farm that we were, you know, controlling in some sense of the word as far as the environment and then it became uncontrollable which is also a beautiful lesson so yeah so learning that lesson and and still in it right now with, yeah. with a teenager and and younger girls and um they're thriving all the children are thriving i love so, hearing that um that's really what i'm trying to you know lean into is just the present and not kind of worry too much about what they're eating or or who they're hanging around with just that they're thriving and that they're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. And that, that's, <laughs> you know, they're, they're nourished from the inside out. And um, that alone can take you out of the dark night of the soul, right? Where you think that everything's falling apart, but just seeing the stability and seeing their souls shine is, is probably, you, you know, your flagpole in life. I would, I would, I, I could assume I don't have children, but knowing my relationship with my dad, all that mattered to him was that I was happy, healthy and you know living my best life and so um i think it's beautiful i think it's a great reflection for people because there's so many people that are probably listening to this that are wanting to escape the rat race they want to escape the mechanistic world they want to come out into the jungles they want to come out and grow their own food they want to become agrarian to s some capacity and might not understand you know some of the obstacles that lay forth especially with you know finding balance because there is something to say about teaching your kids the way of the land and living off the land and all that and the beauty that comes with this but also there's so much beauty outside of that right there's so many things going on in the world that have their purpose as well and we don't i don't think we don't have to compare it to just you know costco eating but there are things in this world that you know people want to experience and and how do we find balance there so they can not be behind the eight ball so to speak if they want to have a different profession if they want to go in a different lifestyle everyone should have th their free autonomy at some point and so i think it's you know how you homeschool them the families that are around and and those things are going to make a huge impact um, and allow the ease and grace of the passage to not be filled with turmoil. What What are you most excited about right now with Kauai Pharmacy? And like, what what crop 
has been a staple for you um, since day one and maybe right now. I'm curious and I, I want to dive into that. Well, so I mentioned Noni and, and Tulsi is kind By of the way, this is Noni land that we're yeah, at right now. Yeah, awesome. We're surrounded by Noni. And if you guys yeah. don't know what Noni is, you don't really eat Noni fruit. When we, we turn it into you know kombucha here. We pickle it and it turns into like a vinegar. And I, I drink shots of that throughout the day. And that's a very, very powerful anti-parasitic tonic. It's removing acidosis out of the body. It's alkalizing the body just because of its reaction potentials. There's so many nutrients in there. So go on. Didn't mean to cut you off, but we no. are in Noni land. Yeah, no. Um, so yeah, Noni was the first one that really spoke to both of us. And and so much has to do with, you know, for me, I mentioned I wrote a book on economics. Yeah, the economics of these plants. So like if I was in Southern California, I'd be all about the rosemary, you know, and yeah, and the and the Mediterranean herbs. And and how do we how do we really live amongst the plant medicine? Right? Really surround ourselves because that's the awareness that was originally brought to me. And I kind of was like, wow, you know, I, I didn't even know this level of like awake. Th th this, this was my, my interception. I couldn't intercept without the plant medicine. I was still, you know, having some beers and smoking some weed and I just couldn't kind of get over the hump. And um, like I said, I was much heavier. So yeah, the Noni, the Tulsi, um, but really the diversity is really what has been so profound um, we believe in, you know, many plants and, and the more diversity, the black pepper, the cacao, um, you know, just in, on this little table, we have blue butterfly pea, which is, um, amazing and, and cacao and, and tangelos. And so the diversity is what I, I really believe in strongly as opposed to the monocropping. And, and it really reflects so potently and profoundly in our soil. Right, and as we um, grow diverse medicine gardens and craft diverse medicines, um, so we have teas, tinctures, superfoods, salves, serums, hydrosols. The more diversity across the spectrum of the gardens, as well as your system, the more open you are to the vitamins and minerals. Um, you know, across a wide spectrum, and now they're going to open doors in your body that are relatively maybe quiet or maybe been dormant for quite some time because the vitamins and minerals are, are so vast and that's what builds the, the power of the jungle, right? Is diversity. That diversity yeah. is, that, is that plethora of just flexibility. Yeah, right. and, and not getting like the, the linear equation that we've, you know, this is gonna cure this or right. this is the best for this. And it's like, people ask all the time, it's, you just start drinking our teas, um, you know, your lifestyle is going to shift immediately. Why? Because the alkalinity. Is it the alkalinity in the plants? Yeah, but it's really the alkalinity in the soil. Right. So as the as the soil delivers that alkalinity to the plants, um, and that's through, you know, a combination of, of nitrogen and carbon and photosynthesis and, and as well as all the, you know, manganese and, and, and beautiful vitamins and minerals. All the fulvic materials, the humic acids, everything. They're, they're, yeah, and, yeah, and they're everywhere on the planet. Yeah. Certainly Kauai is gonna be- Abundant. Steroidal matter, right? Sure, it's yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. incredible. 12, anything yeah. you throw here turns into a sequoia. Yeah. So, yeah, so the <laughs> idea that um, all the medicine we produce, we just started doing a kava serum. Um, we have lots of ashwagandha right now coming out of the ground, so helping with libido boosting, but then on the same note, we're learning about the passion flower and the ability to calm the nervous system and 
help with the restoration because these plants are, like I said, I mentioned, it's not a linear equation. So what these plants are doing, these plants are teaching a lifestyle. Yeah. Right. So the word, like people want to learn how to sleep, but sleep is a, is a product of restoration. And when you learn how to rest and you learn how to restore and you learn how to self-love and, you know, you're spraying turmeric on yourself, that's a self-love act. So all the self-love acts are going to teach restoration and sleep will become a product of that. And so the linear equation of, oh, lilikoi flower, passion flower is good for sleep. Yeah, that's true. But it's really teaching the lifestyle of restoration as well as ashwagandha being good for, you know, boosting libido. People say, oh, how do I boost my libido? You know, the ashwagandha is really going to lay it out quick. Yeah. Because to boost your libido, what's, what's, you're not just going to boost your libido after 30 years of yeah drinking coffee and alcohol or whatever so yeah, what are you no. gonna do you're gonna rest yep you're gonna, re- you're gonna rejuvenate rejuvenate the, yeah the, the mind body and soul i love what you're saying it's it's what well, it's like where is my what's my intention here right if your intention if, i mean if you're in holistic health but your intention is still about an allopathic strategy right where if i ch- if i check the box here or if i take x or i take this pill and it's going to heal me this and that you're still missing the entire boat and so the whole thing has an alchemical formula to it. One plus one is not two when it comes to the laws of nature. We're talking about dynamic, dynamic plant intelligence that's integrated with our mother earth, that's integrated with our biological system. And believe it or not, our biological system was designed by the earth model, right? Outside and inside. And so there's so much adaptation and intelligence and frequency and vibratory fields that are all commingling with, you know, all the earth elements that have, are there just words? You mentioned nitrogen, you, we, me, we mentioned oxygen, hydrogen, all of these things. These are just words, right? We put words on these things. They're so much deeper. And I, I, I love, you know, what I just walked your, your property and it just reminds me of what symbiotica is all about, right? The symbiosis, a balance of everything living in harmony and not having to constantly take something from the outside to come and fill a hole. You know, I I think you've perfected the land and the frequency that it's pretty much self-contained. Am I right? For the most part? Well, we, our crew, you know, if we had housing, that would be huge. I mean, we can do so well, much I, I, more. Yeah, no, but the, I mean, with, with, no, I, I think, yeah. I think it's limitless what, what can happen. I mean, and, we're and, scratching the surface. I just yeah. wanted, like, yeah, I yeah. agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Our goal is to be self-contained or closed loop, we call it. You know, yeah. we all say, are you organic? Like, we kind of know everything that's coming in. Right. Because not much is coming in. Right. Um, we have some spirulina that we feed to the gardens that comes from the Big Island. Um, there are some, some mulch that we get from local tree trimmers. But ideally, we're you know we're mulching our own coconuts, we're grinding that into the soil, we're making most of our own starting start material, um, and we're using the plants that we have as compost. But I guess what I was what I was excited to talk about was the potential of this space, and you know we're we're literally scratching the surface. Plant medicine, you know the the most powerful empires of the world, but regardless of power or not power, I mean the the Spice Islands of yesteryear when when Columbus traveled years to get black pepper to cure black plague yeah and and they came back they lost 150 men and you know on a two-year journey they decimated those spice islands and and somehow black pepper is still on the table but it's certainly not medicine (laughs) you know and and it's been stripped of its of its i don't yeah i don't i have i don't think there's any recollection as to those days as to the potency of black pepper right and and that's also goes true for cinnamon 
um, on your waffles. Like there, there was a tobacco. Day, uh, all, I mean everything. Everything. So right. can we uh, can we grow? Can we support this level of ac economies in order to raise the awareness? Because in the end, you mentioned you know those vitamins and minerals. Very simply said, we are we are the earth. I mean, we we yeah. are a compilation of what we've eaten over this over our lifetime. That's right. That, that simple. I mean, you talk about all the science. The truth is you just you are a physical walking specimen of all everything you've put in your mouth the oxygen you've breathed right and, and the, the visual wa the, capacity the water the you've thoughts, drank the emotions, the, the thoughts, the emotions all of it yeah. um and so this is a shift as far as what what those thoughts and emotions can become because for example in southern california if you're tapped into the local lavender and you're tapped into the local ros rosemary and you're tapped into the local fruits and vegetables, they're going to teach you what to do locally. Right. H how else do you really know what, I mean, you're breathing the local oxygen and ideally the local oxygen is healthy. Right. And if it's not healthy, you should plant some medicine gardens because that's really the way to clean the air. That's really my greatest teacher. And I love what you're saying. And it, it, it's, it's such a beautiful reflection to finally, hear someone say what you're thinking all the time. So my house is covered in rosemary. It's covered in lavender sage. It's actually also covered in passion flower because I have a massive passion fruit garden. We just yielded 5,000 fruits. I've planted San Pedro cactuses everywhere. We have a full-fledged garden. And that's my greatest teacher of understanding my surroundings of being in Southern California. And also knowing that at all times, if I needed that food or I needed that medicine, it's right there for me. That does something to me. That does something to me outside of just a mystic level, but on a material level, knowing that I have that experience right outside my back in my backyard, it gives me a level of protection. It gives me some agency. If you feel me, feel what I'm saying, that's important. And that's just one example. And there's so much that we've we've kind of removed from our potential of being connected to the earth. And it's no wonder why we're cascading in all of these problems, psychological, emotional, spiritual, financial health. It's just nonstop. All the big, big industrialized systems are failing in front of us. So what, what is it that we can do? Because I look at what you're doing and, and, and me being the founder of Symbiotica and, um, you know, kind of spearheading the the line of connection because symbiotica is not we're not a supplement company we're a knowledge-based brand you know we want to just we want people to get on that wave and learn what what it is that we're creating and how we're creating and how we source our raw materials and how and why we put things together so they potentiate each other and so there's more intelligence in the human body as opposed to just a one quick fix it type deal. So what you're doing over here what what I'm inspired to do and and obviously Doug and I have a, have a relationship and hopefully this stuff expands, is to, I would say, create an opportunity where this, the things that you're doing over there is broadcasted out and people have the ability to learn more and more about the wisdom of the plants and how you're not, you're not, whole, you're, you're just an incubator, I would say, right? W would that make most sense? You're incubating and allowing things to potentiate itself as opposed to controlling it for a specific type of yield. And if everyone had access to that type of information and that type of experience, what, what could it radically do to their lives? What could it do to their children's lives and their children's lives? Within two, three generations, our whole reality can change. 
Literally, we can get gain our health back, gain our sovereignty back, gain our you know all the things that have been stripped away. We're because we're leaning on an outside agency to save us, right? We've seen this over the last few years with what's happened in the world. There's just so many people have no idea how the body even works. They don't even understand the basics of soil science or herbology or the microbiota or understanding detoxification pathways. The more you investigate these things, the more opportunity you have to be equipped to deal with a life that's that's worth living in terms of being in your body and being in your heart and soul. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing that around you with the people that are part of your community? Do you see the differences, the deltas? Are they obvious between people that have no clue that this stuff even exists? So um, I'm certainly you know, feeling change, uh, evolution in the positive space. I mean, the description you've made of your home, um, that's a very real thing happening yeah, and yeah. not something that anyone probably would envision years ago, although there were people stewarding those types of realities, yeah. um, kind of on the down low, probably, um, you know, the witches of yesteryear, basically. But today, you know, what, what you've done is you've, you've cleaned up your own personal environment in in that description and people you know they get concerned about radiation or they can get concerned about um chemicals but truly you know planting plants um and and you're seeing you know the carbon credit market happen in that way where you know i think that's going to evolve into more of a gardening type of evaluation as opposed to the big crops sure um so there's so much happening. You're talking about um, remediation? Remediation, but right. also just people learning that you can plant gardens and and I think it's going to evolve and people are going to find that gardening big, diverse plots of land are going to make for financial benefits and, right. and value them where, you know, we go to the farmer's market and people, they'll they'll haggle over a, an orange or, orange or a tangelo, but like at the supermarket, it's like price is the price. And it's kind of like a, a new like way to see things where like like how your car is forty thousand dollars you know your home is a million dollars like how much is this orange and is it is a dollar or five dollars or ten dollars too much right and and at what point are we going to really shift the valuation yeah so that like when you go to india okay they call some of these places third world countries but the food isn't behind the, do the glass door and then you got to stand in line and then you got to pay on it with a credit card and sign it's like in the vault that's right you know and and in india they're sticking it through the the train window and then you go outside there's people trying to get you to here it's take being this, thrown it's being thrown food at you is abundant yeah yeah and in the third world countries food is everywhere and so yeah. can we shift the valuation to be one of less land and electricity control ownership rent costs into a space of reality, which is, you know, how do we make this attainable for everyone so that we can then get on the same page as far as what we all value? And the valuation will be in our in the value of our presence. It won't be in the value of what's this home going to be worth five years from now? Who gives? Yeah, I, right. Yeah, no. I who, mean, who gives a shit? You're, yeah, yeah I, I love what you're saying because we sometimes lose perspective when it comes to fringe economics and and understanding how many different layers of people are making money on one crop and how many things have to get paid, we lose the value of what that product is. 
And so the, the, the value changes drastically and it's not made into a situation where it's just abundant to everyone. And so picture this, how much money are you spending on your food, you know, every month? You know, people have to look at their reality. Like if I look at, you know, if I'm going out to dinner, I'm buying here, I'm door dashing, I'm doing all these different things. You know, people are spending tens of thousands of dollars on food every month. That adds up. That's probably, you know, some some people's almost all their bottom line, right? Outside of, you know, paying the, the, the rent or paying other things, food is up there, if not even higher than some of those things, especially if you have, you know, three or four kids, right? People have to eat. And so imagine the amount of savings short-term, mid-term, and long-term if people would just learn how to grow their own foods or slowly but surely start substituting one meal a day with you know herbs and other things that they can get and understand what they are and take the burden off the financial wallet take the burden off the body too they kind of go hand in hand don't you agree yeah for sure i mean i heard you and david talking about the the nutrients of a cacao pod and that's kind of a little radical because a cacao pod has such radical nutrients that's right yeah um but just talk about just an orange and and truly 98 percent of the meals that are consumed across the u.s today one orange will be a healthier diet (laughs) just think about that you know yeah in my my opinion yeah I'm, i'm not a doctor um but i believe that to be true sure and so you know what do i eat until at this moment until noon or one or two o'clock just oranges yep you know i eat two or three oranges in the morning and then around you know in the early afternoon i'll start to get a little hungry um and then i'll start to get more hungry in the evening but um really you know getting in alignment with what your body really needs um you know they talk about you know how to renewable energy and how to turn into you know that kind of existence well it's the same thing it's like we need to use less electricity and it's like okay well how do we make our diet more efficient at the same time grow more food so it's the same it's it's going to happen at the same time yeah we're not going to be able to tap into the power of fruit trees until we ourselves are dieting the fruit tree yeah you know in 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 the truth like truly in the truth yeah yeah, and be in alignment with this way of life and as we get in alignment with this way of life the abundance will be our reality yeah right it'll 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 come to us all day long and instead of the waste that we have and the amount of energy we spend disposing of all that waste and that that's metaphorically across the board whether yeah. it's in our minds the waste or in our bodies or at the trash or at the dump or you know all the way through that waste you know this is what's going to allow us to tap in to being in alignment with the land in order to figure out how to grow our own food and how to um proceed basically all the information is in is in the plants for me you know, and then they're giving us that, that foundation, that backing. And then as, as we go through life, our relationships with one another, and then obviously the internet and our ability to, to teach one another, obviously the education that we're able to provide is just a massive transformation for the planet right now, because we're waking up to like locked up education, right? This education coming from all over the planet, whether it's the Hawaiian people, um, Asia, Africa, America, Europe, all this information is accessible. Yep. And 
a we, new renaissance of it's information. It's a new renaissance of information. Yeah. And we get, you know, and, and people are coming to the table with these podcasts. And it's like, wow, I get to learn from this guru and that that yeah. sensei and, and I can learn anything I want. And with that information, there's it's it's undeniable that the truth unfolds. Right. Yeah, there's no escaping it. It can't fleet. Um, someone just has to make the have the willpower to want to take it and learn it. And I think that's what inspiring children from the jump start is probably the most important endeavor when it comes to everything we can talk about on this podcast, when it comes to health, lifestyle, you know, trauma, all of those things, giving a child the tools to understand the fundamentals of these things and teach them more than what they can just lo look at by looking at their iPad, for example, and, and seeing some something that just occupies their time. And that's a, that's a danger. And we're, we're in that right now, big majority of the population, that's their reality. It's how do I occupy my child's time and take him out of the present? Where this planting your own garden, being in nature, learning from elders, having responsibilities does the exact opposite. It puts you in the ultimate presence. And that's where you're building faculties and building growth. And that's a biodynamic perspective, a Rudolf Steiner perspective. And I, I talk about it all the time to, to nauseum is that biodynamics was foundationally created not to create the best food on earth, which I believe it is the best food on earth, um, but it was to create man's relationship to the earth and develop faculties in children and boys and girls and have them develop those faculties so they can then create family families that seeds, right? And they're growing and, and because they've nourished the seed. They didn't just drop the seed in. They've nourished the seed. They nourished the plant. They knew how to trim it. They've built. They've built the the composition and and structured the composition so it can grow on its own accord as well. It's not some like, you know, let me be maniacal and have you. You got to memorize this and drop down. And give me twenty pushups. It's encouraging for them to have their own unique experiences so they can create fruits and lead a more advanced generation. It's just we've, we've forgotten what we've forgotten in terms of how this cycle works, and we've we're, we're de-evolving. So let's let's kind of wrap it on this. What do you think is the best thing for someone to do to be able to start learning more about this lifestyle? I know we have you know I have colleagues. Zach Bush is one of them. He's doing a great job. He's a good friend of ours. You know, avocado, of course. There's so many people that are that are now talking about gut health and the and the topsoil. We know these things. And, and how we've lost our way when it comes to all that stuff. What, what, what do you think is the best way for someone to get started? So for me, um, tapping into the radical alkalinity was really, you know, changed my game. So whether it's your backyard gardens, the farmer's markets, um, Symbiotica or, or Kauai Pharmacy, it's, it's that radical alkalinity is, is going to shift your, all everything um you know the the acidity on the other end which is you know that's the junk food that's the packaged food what we're really trying to do is is become more like spring water right that's what we want our ph system to be and as that as that alkalinity kicks in so like our teas you know you can't just eat one chip well you can't just drink one cup of tea and so as you tap into our teas or superfoods and and kind of that level of frequency um, and as well as in your backyard garden, same thing. Um, more plant food, more more veg fruits and veggies um, are going to help. That's obviously, you know, it's been said before. Um, 
I believe it to the core that it keeps that balance of flexibility and strength, um, optimal balance, because strength isn't critical and flexibility is critical. And how do you get them both? Yeah, even um, flow. Even oh, yeah. flow. Yeah. And, um, and I'm not telling you what to eat or what not to eat, just more fruits and veggies. Right. Um, and then supporting, you know, the local, the local farmer and, and as well. So as that shifts, you know, you're inevitably you're going to call in the different relationships to support the breath work, to support the meditation, to support, you know, the exercise and, and then find, you know, your purpose. And, um, ideally, you know, you mentioned young people, you know, we as adults, you know, are learning how to parent ourselves, you know, better. Um, we come from a culture that is not what we're trying to teach. You know, we're needing to evolve ourselves and then allow our children to um, pick up on that. And, you know, and just trusting that we're going to be okay. You know, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And it is awesome. Yeah. Um, and and as it evolves, it's, it's only going to, I mean, I, you can feel the level of information happening that's transforming on a on a radical level this planet right now and we have Light, to, lightning just went off behind you as you said that it, it, you can feel it i mean i yeah. i'm it's and if you don't feel it trust that you will because that's what the universe has it has our back has our back it has our back and do you hear that thunder wow <laughs> thank you that's so epic i hope this picks that up that was <laughs> Oof. Wow. The universe has our back. If you're listening, you know, listen to what Doug just said. You know, create momentum in your life. You know, maybe just change one or two things that have been patterns for you over the last year, two years, 10 years. You know, maybe share this conversation with somebody else, create momentum in there and be responsible for that karma. Try some spring water. Maybe stop having that snack. Substitute it for some herbs. Substitute it for some Kauai pharmacy tea, um, you know, get, get involved, learn more about, you know, things that you, that inspire you and let that be the trigger that demands excellence of your everyday life. You know, we always say how you do anything is how you do everything. And it's really in, in my scope and I can feel it deeply from my brother, Doug, I can feel it. We just, we just want people to feel better and we want people to be part of the solution and we want people to enjoy their lives, you know? And, um, I really appreciate you having this conversation with me in this just beautiful, beautiful spot. And I love what you're doing. You have my full support and, um, keep your eye out. We're, we're going to be doing some cool things together. I'm definitely going to be broadcasting from Kauai pharmacy and, um, you know, maybe getting involved more hands-on over the next year and, and just doing some cool stuff together. So, you know, big shout out to you and your family and your beautiful wife and your kids and, and your whole organization over there. It's top notch. And I uh, highly recommend everyone going and checking it out. Any last words, bro? Uh, just thank you. Yeah, 
Yeah, of course. Thank you. Yeah, it's my honor. All right, fam. We'll see you soon. <laughs>